वेलकम टू एपिसोड 42 ऑफ न्यू इंडियन वुमन पॉडकास्ट एयरिंग फर्स्ट इन लेट मे 2021 एंड आई एम योर होस्ट कृष्णा टुडे वी हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट डॉक्टर ललिता फ्रॉम पुरगाय एंड आई वुड रिक्वेस्ट डॉक्टर ललिता टू इंट्रोड्यूस हरसेल्फ आई एम डॉक्टर ललिता रेजी आई लिव एंड वर्क टुवर्ड्स हेल्थ विद अ कम्युनिटी इन सितलिंगी वैली इन तमिलनाडु for the benefit of listeners we lalita you should focus also on what you do now because when we say doctor she is a medical doctor and it would be good if you talk about the primary roles that demand most of your attention or priority currently now since one year uh, ever since the pandemic uh, struck uh, our colleagues uh, uh, in the hospital here uh, we have a secondary level hospital here tribal hospital uh, our colleagues have kept us away from the hospital since we come under you know, vulnerable uh, age group for covid 19 so my primary role uh, in the last one year uh, had been mainly in the purgai craft center and with the uh, the bigger purgai team of uh, artisans in the villages i am also associated and involved Uh, in almost everything in Purgai, from planning the production to reaching out to buyers and corresponding with them, both retail as well as wholesale buyers, planning the business, the financial management, etc. I also spend time along with our community health team, with the women's groups in our villages, and also with the farmers groups. For the listeners. this may be little confusing right i introduced her as dr lalita as a medical doctor but she is talking about porgai and about community health and about farmers and if you were wondering why so that is precisely the reason why we are talking to dr lalita today because it is quite an inspirational story before we get into that why don't you tell us about what porgai is porgai is a society of Lombardi women artisans who have revived the traditional craft of Lombardi embroidery of Tamil Nadu. Lombardi community they were a nomadic tribe originally from Afghanistan and they were in Gujarat Rajasthan border for a long time and they migrated down with the Mughal army and settled in central India and many states in south India. So in Sitlingi valley where we live there are two villages which are lombardi settlements so they are no more nomadic they are all settled and doing agriculture all the women in the lombardi community used to do embroidery for their own dress but in course of time when they shifted to sarees and this happened about three generations back the craft also died down because there was no need for the younger people to learn the craft now there are two women who had learned it in their childhood from their grandmothers they don't wear the, the traditional dress but they had learned the craft and in the last 15 years they have taught younger people and revived the craft in tamil nadu and together formed into a society called porgai artisans association so on one side it is a revived rich traditional craft but on the other hand it gives opportunity for the artisans to stay in their own villages work from their homes and live a healthier happier and more dignified life more than anything else 
it provides them an opportunity to understand their self worth yeah that is in general about forge artisans association and so we the product that we make uh, are all hand embroidered and they are mostly garments home furnishings bags etc forge is an example of a fair sustainable artisan centered rural enterprise beautiful i have been buying from purgai and it is very beautiful the embroidery is very different but we are not talking to her because of why and how beautiful the products are lalita would you just go back and talk about how you you know maybe start little earlier about coming to sitilingi and also about the tribal health initiative that hospital and then porgai that journey if you could share that would be good okay we came here riji my husband and i along with another two people no small team of four and our older son he was 3 year old then we came to sitilingi in 1993 28 years back because we wanted to work in a place where there is need uh, in terms of healthcare and we had shortlisted three places in tribal areas in tamil nadu which were furthest from my healthcare facility and sitilingi happened to be that so we came here and we found that there is a need when we listened to the people and then we started working here so we started with a small mud and thatch structure one room structure which the local people helped us make and started as an outpatient clinic which later developed into a hospital with inpatients and labor room and operation theater and all facilities now it is a 35 bedded secondary level hospital with most of the major facilities needed for a secondary uh, level healthcare and the uniqueness of the hospital is that 95% of our staff are local tribal girls and boys all our nurses our pharmacists our lab technicians our hospital uh, administrative staff or drivers everyone are local people who got trained and at the same time now we started training people in the community uh, also whom we call as the health auxiliaries older women my generation uh, slightly younger slightly older to me and my generation here have not studied so they are all not formally educated so training them with the basics of healthcare to look after uh, the basic healthcare in the villages so this community health program was going on and the hospital was running for some time so in 2004 2005 ten years of running the hospital and the community health program we needed more direction now what to do next when we came here itself we knew that unless we work on the determinants of health the health of a community is not going to improve but we wanted to know where we should focus on so we uh, almost literally closed down the hospital for half a week half a week it will work half a week it will not and the whole team worked from village to village uh, meeting every household and calling them for meetings in the evenings and in those meetings in each village we discussed about not illness not about the hospital but about health 
are we healthy in its wider meaning and if we are not then what are the reasons for it and whether we could do something about it so lalita sorry to interrupt here so how many villages approximately are we talking about here uh, so we work in two valleys in most of our work which is hospital caters to a bigger area but uh, mm-hmm. the all our other work we have two valleys our sitilingi valley which is 16 villages and another valley close by which has five villages so 21 villages so when you met with these uh, villagers to find out about the bigger health question the health determinants what were your findings they talked about a lot of things about lack of infrastructure facilities lack of schools transport alcoholism whole lot of things but one major thing which in all villages they talked about is agriculture they said that we know that our elders did a different way of agriculture which are more secure food secure and sustainable but we were knowingly or unknowingly we were drawn into a modern way of irrigated chemical dependent farming also along with the rain fed farming and mm-hmm. we have all of us have got into debts from which we don't know how to come out so we know this is not good we are not as healthy as our parents were and we are all in debt so we don't know how to come out of it we know that it is not right but we don't know how to come out of it so this was a common response in all villages so we said that okay since we know that there is an issue there uh, let us start talking about it unless we all start, start talking about it there cannot be a solution so let us have mm-hmm. farmers groups where we can talk about issues of farming and as a result of which some villages came forward to start farmers groups and that farmers groups later became bigger and developed as a society which now is a society of 500 small farmers farmers meaning just one to three acre land holding but mm-hmm. 500 of them together as an organic farming society called the sitilingi organic farmers association okay and also at the almost at that same time uh, 2005 2006 we started also looking at livelihoods because our people you know when we talk to the people they said that no because with the small land holding and with reduced rains it is difficult to to sustain a household so they were many of them were forced to migrate to towns and cities in search of work and migration was bringing in money but had lot of health and social problems associated with that so people felt that if they can be here in the valley and have half the income what they get elsewhere around the year they will be happier so we started looking at livelihoods uh, so lot of women here value add to whatever the farmers grow like whatever mm-hmm. they themselves grow that is one livelihood activity and also purge also started at that same time great what started off as health has led to agriculture organic farming actually and also to reviving an art form and helping women find their self worth and so much more 
an amazing journey for me when i first came across purgai i did not realize such a huge story and much later when i visited i felt so happy and i felt so touched that there are people doing things like this and uh, for the listeners and that is why dr lalita is here and even today sitilingi is so far away and to see that there is a hospital there and there is so much happening in that corner is it is touching and if we imagine so many years back how it would have been just a few of you four of you decided to do something and you could make such a huge impact thank you so much for taking us through that headlines of that it is not fair to ask uh, someone who has gone through so much to summarize it in a few minutes but still you've done that thanks a lot i want to ask some questions more specific in terms of your own personal journey in this context when you are so much part of a community and thinking about the community it may be tough to think of your personal journey separately but still i am trying to ask questions around that i have heard many people talk about when they are in school when they are in college i want to become a doctor and i want to serve the poor help the poor but you know you see the same people 20 years later 25 years later uh, what you see is completely different maybe they had to make so many life choices so i am very curious about your journey so one thing is coming as a physician you may not even have thought about all this kind of impact that you could have created but even as a physician when you started off what made you choose to you know go there to this you were saying the most remotest uh, kind of a place as far as health facilities are concerned is it something that you already wanted to do much before or was there some kind of a turning point or was this part of your own self discovery yeah i think that the decision to work in a place like this though there was not this much clarity i think that decision came much uh, much earlier in in the teens maybe and without mm-hmm. much thought because i would rather say that isn't it very natural and logical i would put it that way even today you know for anyone because the ideal way to deal with anything is to understand the need and respond to the need so the realization that the people who are economically poor in our country have uh, needs which are not addressed properly hmm i think that that realization was to some extent there then itself hmm. but that was a very raw understanding and dream but later when we worked in gandhigram we work in a place called gandhigram uh, near mm. madurai in tamil nadu before we came here there uh, we worked for 5 years and also uh, meeting whole lot of people while in gandhigram and also reading quite a lot about how to improve health with communities it was not difficult to take the decision Uh, to work closer to communities uh, where one is actually needed uh, because i was very clear that i don't want to be the 11th obstetrician gynecologist in a town where there are already 10 people you know? because there are so many people so many women in india who are who don't have any any healthcare services you know even for small yeah, small yeah. things you know whether it be obstetrics or surgical or medical no facilities mm-hmm. in several corners no so and all these uh, places need 
help so it became clearer over the years that is how even after coming here you know there are a lot of clarity has come even in the last 28 years after coming here but the starting point somewhere is there in what you said in terms of right from your teens you wanting to look at the needs of others need of me i me myself kind of thinking versus the larger community that thinking and reading is i wish we had many more people doing this in their teens you said that isn't this the correct choice isn't this the most natural thing to do for you it seemed very natural to do but wasn't this more difficult than the conventional choices doctors make what are the kind of challenges you face you may have faced tons of challenges i'm not referring to the sheer challenges of setting up that initial um, mud hut kind of a hospital that one room hospital that you talked about i am not even talking about that i am talking about the personal challenges dr lalita here in the context of the listeners you know many women out there who may who want to do many things sometimes the family members sometimes the parents sometimes there are so many others around you who try to hold you back you know and that becomes a challenge hold you back because they feel out of interest out of concern for your own welfare they say why do you want to take all these risks can't you do something like this straight forward so that is the context of my question so you had that kind of a conventional choices available in front of you so what kind of challenges you faced in taking this decision but in taking the decision and then in pursuing that at that time frame could you just take us back there and you were saying when you started this you, your uh, son was 3 year old not an easy time to go far away uh, into some remote corner so i'm very curious to just peep into your mind at that time how it responded to whatever challenges you faced at that time yeah so that choice was for us it was not difficult uh, because uh, that was a dream okay and so the only thing is that we had to collect the courage to follow the dream so uh, that is it so i think that is where most people differ because mm. dreams most people have now but then uh, to you have to jump uh, and to follow the dream you have to get all the possible courage to do that because i think we we had that and uh, so there were challenges but the challenges were um, very exciting you know because after we came here one of the main things were we couldn't even communicate there were no means of communication normally no phones mm. no phones uh, etc even to people you know we had to go 3 and 1/2 hours travel 3 and 1/2 hours to the nearest uh, std booth to make a 5 minute call and travel back three and a half hours no this was i'm talking about 93 so communicating even to the people who understand us and support us there was no means of doing it so you can write letters that was possible but you know one day you have a difficulty and you feel like uh, talking to someone no so it was just both of us and also mm-hmm. adjusting to a very slower pace of life here you no know, compared to what we had hmm that was another a big challenge and also developing the patience to wait till people de- develop that trust and confidence in us so those things were 
challenges at that point and for me as a woman mm-hmm. i think the responsibility of planning and running the household additional responsibility of that in a place where the maybe the nearest provision shop is 11 kilometers away you know? and you have to travel three and a half hours one way to change your gas cylinder you know things like that things <laughs> like <laughs> it was okay for them you no know, people here you no know, they were used to it you no know, but you yeah, are used yeah. to something different earlier huh. so adjusting to that and planning the household that way Hmm. and when you are there with a 3 year old with you then it becomes all the more difficult in a house which is bordering the forest and were uh, snakes inside the house was a common regular day to day feature uh, oh so to learn to adjust to the practicality of living with nature something which i romanticized till then <laughs> but then you have to accept the fact that not only butterflies and birds and flowers are and trees are part of nature but snakes and scorpions and centipedes are also part of nature no so if you have to accept one you have to accept the other also i love the way you are putting it <laughs> <laughs> and so all the all this all the more in the context of having a 3 year old uh, son with you because the one thing yeah. we brought when we came from uh, gandhigram we have always stopped from day one no anti snake venom in our fridge um, we didn't I have to use it uh, yeah. for a long time no but the thing is hmm. that no you think about things like that yeah. no yeah. so correct yeah these were uh, <laughs> additional uh, challenges as a mother yeah, it is when you talk about this yes there is the benefit of looking back over the years but i also understand that you were living that dream that challenge itself was a dream i understand and accept it but pardon me for asking this but are you saying at no point during that time you felt did we make this right choice should i go back and choose a much more comfortable option in a nearby town or something should i do something like this much later in life those kind of questions did they come up did dr lalita have those questions in her mind how did she deal with the temptations of more comfortable options we will come back to these questions and more in the next episode we will explore more about raising children in this remote village her children's education finance how she adapted to the various roles that she has handled all these years and the tips she would like to share with us please do not miss the next episode and do subscribe so that you get a notification when the next episode is published thank you remember you are what you want to be and the time starts now